Hi, I'm John McDougall, and welcome to the Legal Marketing Review and part two of my interview with Linda Pepe, Director of Marketing and Communication at Burns and Levinson. Welcome, Linda. Hi, John. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, absolutely. And so how important is social media for increasing trust for attorneys? And is it a negative when you click on social icons and they reveal very few followers on Facebook and Twitter, etc.? Absolutely, it's a negative. I mean, listen, these days, almost everyone goes to the web and Googles for information. I mean, in- including my 80-year-old in-laws. <laughs> they go to the web and they Google. <laughs> right. um, if you aren't there, it's a problem. And if you are there, but not active, it's, it's just not going to be impressive to today's tech-savvy um, social network networker who's a, a buyer of legal services. Yeah, I agree, definitely. And um, if a picture is worth a thousand words and researchers indicate that over 70% of what we communicate is through our tone and body language and not just through our words, doesn't that make images, audio, and video an incredibly important part of influencing website visitors? Uh, you hit on a really good point, John. Um, I'm a big believer in content marketing, and, and as one of those pieces of content marketing, a big believer in video content being an important part of, of your marketing strategy. Um, at my last firm, I initiated a hugely successful video hot topic strategy that resulted in um, a huge number of views of our video content. A- as a matter of fact, um, within the first two weeks of launching our practice-based topic videos, we had over 32,000 views of them. Wow, that's a lot of views. It is. That's amazing, yeah, legal content, you know, isn't always the most popular viral content, but um, 32,000 views is really good. Yeah. And and, and, uh, in what time frame again? That was the the first two weeks when we we started launching. And what we did was we we did a series of videos um, interviewing attorneys on their practices and then edit them down to like little bite-sized chunks on different on different topics, 30 to 90 second um, information bites that were were valuable, and we released them kind of staggered over a period of time. And again, those those first two weeks we got over 32,000 views. Now, part of it um, was because of um, the distribution network that I set up, but uh, part of it was just being willing to. to take the time and take the money to, to do some quality videos with really good content. And what, what type of videos, again, how, uh, how did you get the attorneys to kind of open up and cut that, you know, a, a, a lot of videos? You know, how did you, how did you schedule that out? Well, I, I mean, taking a little bit of a step back, when, when we first launched our new website, we created a series of about 60 videos that were more culture-based talking about the firm, the value we provided to clients, and why you might be interested in working there. And, and we launched the site with that. Um, we then did a sort of a, a round two of videos, which was um, what I like to call hot topic videos, with the attorneys speaking about their practice. And so we picked a, a number of attorneys in various practice groups and um, worked out some questions with them in advance and sat down and did a series of interviews at, at various offices, and then went in and edited them down to these smaller kind of bite-sized chunks. Um, personally, I don't think anyone has 
the time or the motivation to spend um, to spend time listening to a long form video or or even in the for the most part people don't like to read really long um, articles or documents because you know, I don't know about you, but I'm too busy. I don't have time. So I've been trying to push all the content to being kind of at a glance, quick, bulleted. And when I um, started working on the video project, I did the same thing. You know, it's got to be quick. It's got to be, you know, something fast to listen to. You get information in a short period of time. It, it doesn't require as much, um, as much of a time commitment on the viewer if you can keep it to be a, a short video. Yeah, yeah. No, those are great tips on on video for law firms. Excellent. And um, what about um, thought leadership in terms of uh, does it matter more uh, thought leadership and blogging? Does it matter more for B two B versus B two C attorneys? I think it's very important for both groups. In various surveys, B two B buyers of legal services have stated repeatedly their written thought leadership has a big impact on them. In fact, eighty four percent of in house counsel have said that they perceive legal blogs to make a to be very credible and um, and that's sort of that's saying something and I can also tell you that for an absolute fact that for the consumer audience it makes a big difference um, we have an attorney here with a blog directed at consumers who gets most of her clients from the blog um, in fact she's told me that every single new client she gets um, either found her through the blog or has read her blog. Wow, so so that blog, it credentialed and valid states their choice. And yeah, no, it's amazing. In fact, she's even gotten clients through the, the, the Twitter feed. Nice, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> getting a, getting a, a um, you know, being able to track the ROI directly to lead on Twitter, that's great. We've, we've had some where, you know, kind of back to the YouTube stuff, uh, where we've done attorney YouTube videos and then our attorneys will get a call and, uh, this has happened several times where they specifically cited, yeah, I saw you on YouTube and was really impressed and thought that I could work with you and liked what you had to say, and that's why I'm calling. So that's great when you can get direct trackable results. But so, uh, yeah, you've you've seen it both on the B2B and the B2C side, uh, blogging yeah. and Twitter and YouTube uh, working. Most definitely. Yeah. And... Um, what are some ways that you have found to extend your content b- beyond your own website, whether it's a blog or whatever types of content you have? How can how can you get it out there further beyond your own little world? Um, I think that's a, another um, really good question. Um, using a distribution network is, is really key to getting that thought leadership out there. I mean, look, originally anything written was just printed and, and mailed out to existing clients. It wasn't very effective. It was a slow process. Um, then we started um, posting to you know posting to the website and emailing it, which was much better. But it still reached a limited audience, mostly just your your clients. Um, now we have a number of distribution partners that we can utilize to get the word out much farther and much wider. Um, a few of them are um, the National Law, Law Review, for one. Um, this site began as a printed publication. It's very well thought of. And they distribute their thought leadership through their site, through newsletters, through Google News, and lots of other sources. Um, they don't require a sign-up, which is, is also an advantage in some ways. Um, they're, they're a terrific distribution partner to work Absolutely. with. Absolutely. 
Uh, another one, and, and by the way, all the ones I'm telling you about, I, I've, I've personally worked with, and so I think they're all, I re- would recommend every one of them. Um, JD Supra is another terrific distribution partner. They don't require a sign-up as well, and they distribute their thought leadership through their site, social media, very newsletters. Um, they, um, they also have a partnership with Law.com that they distribute through, and they have a very, very high-volume readership. And they also um, provide some trending reports, which are terrific. If your attorneys need um, ideas on what to write about, their, their monthly trend reports can be really helpful. Um, and a third site that, um, that I work with is Mondac. And Mondac's a little bit different because they require a sign-up, but because of that, they can provide actual reader information on an individual basis. Um, they can provide the name of the reader. They can give the company where they work, their title, their contact information, as well as information like like if, if someone that's been reading your content on their site has actually printed it, has forwarded it, has clicked on, a bio, on, a, on your bio link. Um, they also have another great feature, which is automatic author LinkedIn updates, um, which, oh, by the way, JD Super provides that one as well. And the, the fourth one that I think is worth looking into, another terrific um, partner is Lexology. And they, again, um, have the readers sign up so they can get information and have deta- provide more detailed analytics. Um, they provide reader information on a company basis. And they also have those automatic author and company LinkedIn updates. And they have a really extensive distribution list, um, one of them, which includes various state bars, but one of the most important is the Association of Corporate Counsel. So if that's one of your target audiences, this is a great place to be. Yeah, that that's a great list. Um, are, are these all really expensive? Um, they vary in price. Um, as far as pricing, the most reasonably priced one is the National Law Review. So if you haven't worked with any distribution um, partners, they might be a good one to, to use to kind of stick your toe in the water, see how it works. Um, the others, I believe, are similar in price. They're usually it's an annual fee, and it depends on some of the features that you get. They would range from um, overall, and I think it depends on the size of the firm, but from these four different distribution partners, the National Law Review, J.D. Super, Mondek, and Lexology, the range of price is probably about $3,000 to $15,000, but don't quote me on that. Yeah, no, absolutely, but that just gives people a rough idea. But um, I, I heard you speak at the national um, LMA event, Legal Marketing Association, and I was amazed you had such an awesome case study um, when you were with Mince Levin, I think it was, where you did a lot of these feeds, and you had, um, was it like 100,000 visitors a month to a legal website, or certainly tens of thousands, right, you had, um, or, the, or in the, aggregate? The, the, um, the, the monthly, I don't remember, but the, the figure using all four of these distribution partners as well as our, our blogs and our website uh, um, was over a million, um, read, a million article reads over a period of a year. Wow. Which is huge. It's, that's huge for a, for a law firm. Yeah, that is absolutely. You know, w- and I, I mean, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was say, and, and I'm in the process. I, I haven't been with Burns and Levinson that long, but I'm in the process of building up a distribution network and working with the attorneys on their content marketing, and um, and and that's one of my major initiatives here, is to um, is to push out content and and start to really utilize social media and 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 get our attorneys known for their thought leadership. 
And is it hard to get them to write, you know, even if they are thought leaders and have a lot of experience is, you know, they, are they afraid of compliance issues or what are some of the, the issues to get them going now that you, you have these proven methods to make it work? Well, I, I think I think one of the, the main problems is really time because good attorneys tend to be very busy. So it's difficult to um, convince them to put time aside to do writing on a regular basis. Um, however, the reality is if, if you're writing and working on a, a blog post, it really doesn't need to be a huge commitment of time. It's, it's, not, it's not the same as putting 15 or 28 hours into um, a, a legal article. Um, it can be written in a more casual tone. It can be done much more quickly. It's just, it, it's, it can be linking to another article and, 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 and giving your opinion on something. So I've been working with them on that, as well as the issue of topics, because I think there are a lot of people um, that start wondering and thinking about, well, what, what topic am I going to write on? What are people going to find interesting? And for that, I always tell them, first of all, think about what kinds of questions your clients are asking you. What are they talking to you about? What's going on? Um, one of the other things to do is to look and see what's in the news. Now, it's one thing to look at the legal news. You can see what cases are out there and people are talking about. But Sometimes there's just something going on in the news, period, that you can put a legal twist on. Um, for example, we had one of our attorneys um, write a blog post on something that had to do with the, the, um, the National Football League, and, and she tied it into an employment issue, I believe. And um, it ended up being a hugely popular blog post that got picked up by other blogs and, and, and had a tremendous number of reads. So if you think about that, what people are talking about, what they're thinking about, what they might find interesting, um, that's where you're going to get your ideas from. Yeah, that that reminds me of uh, newsjacking. Have you, is that a tactic that you were you were shooting for, or have you heard of it phrased that way, newsjacking? I don't know what that is. Yeah, is it's kind of a cute little term, um, but basically you're you're kind of riding the coattails of of a news story. So. You, this person you just mentioned, tied the NFL story into an employment issue, which was a little bit different of a spin, you know. Um, but that creative thinking to attach yourself to a newsworthy topic sometimes can make you go a little bit viral. So, sounds like Absolutely. you, yeah, yeah, you you were doing that. I, I think I think it's I mean, David you don't, want, you don't want to you don't want to stretch it to a point. Yeah. That it doesn't oh yeah. Make sense, but, yeah. No. But sometimes it really makes sense. Right. Yeah. If you can do it creatively without making something ridiculous or, you know, appearing to be spammy, um, you know, you, you can do it in a good way. I think it's David Meerman Scott's the uh, sort of thought leader on uh, newsjacking. You might, you might check, check that out. Yeah. But no, really, really great thoughts. Um, and how can people get a hold of you? What What's a good good place to, to connect with you? Ah, well, you can either reach me via email at lpepe, that's P-E-P-E, that's burnslev.com, or look for me on LinkedIn. Connect with me and send me an invitation and let me know that you, you heard this podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks for your thoughts today. And this is John McDougall with the Legal Marketing Review. And see you next time. Thanks so much, John. Absolutely. Really yeah.